0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, back into it with Adrian Batra, Mike Van Solen and Kim Wright and uh, a lot of topics worthy of discussion. This is one that, you know, uh, has me flummoxed because it seems like increasingly we have uh, people who are complaining of uh, stress related job uh issues and uh harassment and bullying and uh PTSD and uh chronic mental health symptoms endured you uh, during work well here in Ottawa or in Ontario rather but a woman up in Ottawa was uh, a heavy equipment operator and she says that there were so many uh things on the job that led to all kinds of including PTSD and uh the chronic health problems but the WSIB determined these not to be the case they say uh as a matter of fact At best, they were just interpersonal conflicts on the job. Uh, And these were comments about having to work with women, uh, being called a dyke on the job. But they're not bullying or harassment. They're upsetting. But again, to get to the WSIB's criteria of evaluation, uh, her stress, quote, appears to be in response to interpersonal conflict. Mike Van Solen, Mm -hmm. uh, This is an interesting case study, as I say, uh, because it's kind of symptomatic of increasingly in the culture of complaint, people do complain. But uh, in some instances, I have to question whether these are legitimate complaints. And if you, you know, you see pinup girls being posted in a workplace, oh, it's a toxic environment, leads to PTSD. Do you believe that to be the case?
1: Well, look, I believe there can be uh, corrosive work environments. And this story just seems like there has to be more to it because, you know, what we're we more we're more likely to discuss as stories where someone has done the, the bare minimal uh, offense. Someone's told a knock-knock joke that didn't strike them right and boom, you get rung up. But the, all the, the lists of stuff that she is accusing uh, her her uh, as being involved in her workplace makes me think there just must be more to the story um, than what we have. But but it is interesting to kind of read and, and learn the story a little bit of how the uh, nature of what you're able to bring forward to WSIB is... Uh, is now allowed, and, and certainly it's sort of this broader idea of. Just yeah, but they disqualified the, it. I, I that's know, kind that, of interesting. That, that's the. I mean, it's. I guess. I guess the anti politically correct part of me thinks that's great, um, and there must be. But there must be more to it because some of the accusations are pretty, are pretty serious. That you know, there's certainly activities that, if if they are as she describes them, I do not think are acceptable in a, in a workplace. So uh, I don't know if she's going to win on appeal or where they are in the process here, but we do. Well, we do live in a in a culture of of complaint and 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 you know everybody gets their day in court. Um, like this one seems like a no brainer in a human rights tribunal. Like I think she'd win nine times out of ten. If, okay, uh, well
0: it's in- instructive that the WSIB, uh, according to the Star anyway, reporting that about ninety four percent of these complaints or cases are dismissed, and it's not considered bullying or harassment. For example, uh, to have pinup girls placed. In the office, say a guy's cubicle, a lot of sunshine girls. You know about this, Adrian. Uh, yeah, I should
2: go by my desker who has to put the sunshine girls together. <laughs> wow. Uh,
0: they're put together?
2: Well, the pages <laughs> oh, on oh, the pages. Okay. I wasn't sure. John, come on. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, misunderstanding on my part. Kim Wright, uh, do you think that uh, this constitutes harassment and bullying uh, if, say, uh, somebody is called a dyke? At work, or uh, there were pinup girls in the office. Do you think that's, well, how do you see it?
3: I think that there is certainly a cumulative effect, and what I read in that story struck me as very much a toxic work environment. I listened to what my mom used to tell me gr- when I was growing up. She worked in bars, she worked in restaurants, but she also then worked in a factory. She worked in a furnace factory, and the things that she would have to endure in the in the early mid eighties, late nineties, was pretty horrific stuff. And very much in the same way, you know, people taking people's jobs, saying terrible things about them, basically disqualifying the fact that based on her gender, she couldn't do the same types of things, completely. Unacceptable in any time frame, but certainly I would have thought that we would have evolved, but clearly not. And what is disturbing and disheartening is if the cumulative effect of what this woman had to endure. Uh, And if it is more or less or whatever it happens to be, the next person who tries to then go to the WSIB might be discouraged from talking about their toxic work environment because of that. And that is disturbing to me. That's where I think the WSIB needs to have a quick look at what what they're doing and what their criteria are. If their criteria are so high of a threshold for PTSD, especially now that people are actually having conversations about what constitutes PTSD, what is depression, what is anxiety, where do these things stem from, in the entire Bell Let's Talk type of movement, uh, you know, we need to have that new discussion about what these criteria are, and that's where WSIB, I think, needs but to But doesn't update.
0: it also, though, uh, lend itself to, let's call them abuses or uh, false claims or people uh, getting way ahead of themselves, like you're put off by maybe some co-worker's choice of, uh, I don't know, putting pinups on the wall and suddenly you've got PTSD that doesn't square. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm well, it's just like cynical. Someone, it's,
2: it's like someone using a mega cup, like an, a mega oh, America it's great sure. again. Right. Um, you know, that somehow that's triggered, triggering someone. I think what surprises me the most about this is in this in day and age where we are living in this sort of culture of complaint and the perpetually outraged crowd. This is a very long laundry list of what I would also um, submit is inappropriate so, which suggests to me that there is another component to the story. There's a little bit more here. But also, if you read further into that, WSIB rejects 94% or had up until like for, for the first four months um, mm-hmm. of, of January to April or May, right. um, 94% of these complaints. So, even though... Those that are in the civil service are, you know, they're faceless, they're nameless, they're not accountable to really anybody. Um, They're professionals. They're making a judgment call. They are going through, um, you know, very rigorous process in order to make that decision. Uh, Knowing that whatever choice that they make in in this environment, people will easily go to the media. Then a spotlight is shone upon them. Perhaps there needs to be in this instance. I don't know. But this is um, very shocking to me that she lost This this case. Well, we're all
0: shocked because this is a bureaucracy that you would think would by default uh, fine. It's not their own money.
2: So as I said, it suggests to me that there is something more. There is another component or element to the story that went on during the investigation that has not been quite revealed yet.
0: And that may well be, uh, you know, or look, the star may want to position this as an outrage that the WSIB is uh, being uh, totally tone deaf to, you mm-hmm. know, office complaints or things like that. But I'm just saying by the same token, and maybe this is extrapolating from what you're saying, Adrian, a lot of people make frivolous complaints or they get triggered so easily uh, in the culture of complaint or outrage now. It just seems like all we got to do is express outrage and suddenly everybody's going to see us in the mantle of victimhood and uh, you know, concede the point, yes, you're going to go on long-term disability now.
2: Well, it certainly wouldn't be the first time the Toronto Star tried to push forward in an agenda that is you know, questionable at best, but it's it's really interesting to sort of see this unfold um, in, in this sort of environment of Me Too and these discussions that are all going on. I don't believe for a moment if what is written on paper is this woman had to endure that that is unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. And even though I was a little flip earlier about the sunshine girl, um, you know, we don't, no one does that in this day and age unless you work in a, maybe in a garage and there's, <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like so antiquated to me. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it
3: absolutely is, and I think it should be, and I think we we need to have you know just gender roles and obligations ab- about just being better people. And if this right. is what this woman has had to endure, I'm very sorry for her. And more importantly, I think it's I think it's time that people have these conversations in workplaces, whether they are factories or offices or uh, even for freelancers who are having to endure various things and have no sense of repercussions. But I think WSIB uh, needs to look at what they're doing. Uh, and if they are managing this, they need to be able to say, this is what this threshold is and why the threshold as such.
0: By the way, uh, another complaint that's come forward from several years back, apparently Drake was in concert and uh, brought a young lady out of the crowd to dance with him, and uh, then he is seen mauling and pawing her and uh, finds out she's 17, but is rather unrepentant about it, just saying to the crowd, "Uh, I don't want to go to jail yet. Uh, Does he have anything now to account for or to answer for? Is this Or is he going to be given some slack because, after all, it's Drake and, uh, you know, local boy made good? notwithstanding that she was 17 at the time by her own admission. Mike Van Solen, do you perceive or you anticipate any blowback
1: from this one? No, he seems to me he's like the Teflon Don. He gets away with anything. Um, This is highly inappropriate behavior uh, caught on film. He seemed to, even from the the language that he used to describe it in the moment, he recognized it was wrong. Um, uh, I think it would have been inappropriate if it was uh, uh, an audience member who was even of age, much less uh, someone who was was not of age. Um, Yeah. Ted Nugent has nothing on uh, Aubrey. Uh, Drake. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Aubrey from the six. There's no complainant, so there's no complaint. I mean, it's just more sort of a, you know, finger wagging of, of you know questionable behavior from society in general. Uh, I don't think that he is going to have to hold be held account to this, and and I think this is just going to be, you know, standard operating procedure moving forward with someone like him.
0: If there's no complainant, what there's if she no were complaint. to surface? What if she, What if she were to surface? She won't. Okay. She well, won't.
2: Well. I, I'm Save the tape. She won't complain. She won't complain.
0: Not at all. Well, as the uh, ardent feminist that you are, Kim Wright, <laughs> do, you, do you see this as being problematic for Drake?
3: Well, I think lots of things become problematic at various points. It's how he wants to deal with it. And frankly, for all the artists, from Madonna to to Britney, Christina Aguilera, Jay-Z, all the way through, I think what you need they all need to do is... A always uh, ensure that people are of of proper age, but also, you know. Let's let's be a little bit more mindful about what's going to be recorded and what's sent around the world. And Drake is always going to have things that are sent around the world. I think he. Yeah, but she
0: said she was seventeen. I mean, that's again the law. Yeah, yeah
3: I think every roadie and uh, <laughs> a, a, that goes out on tour with any of these folks needs to have a conversation with legal uh, on their tours, just to make sure that everybody is on the up and up about what is expected, and also with their communications people because you know, the clearly seems to be
2: a gap. I mean, it is coming back to bite certain artists in the you-know-what, but I just, I have a really hard time believing for a moment that, um, you know, at the age of 17, it's it's Aubrey or Drake, whatever. Uh, it's kind of a thing. It's, there's cachet to it. He's cool. He's stylish, all the all the things. But um, I, I just think that they are so tone-deaf to the reality yeah. of what's going on in the rest of the world. Um, they don't give a, 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 a damn about communications and what and it, goes around the world and what's getting videotaped because they are so insulated from from the realities that the rest of us have to contend and, and with. And
3: they think it helps their street cred. Yeah. And that, that really is more problematic than anything else.
0: Boy, uh, you know, it makes me uh, mindful of dusting off the old SCTV sketch with Tony Rosato as the roadie lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Got to go back and Check that one out. See if you can find that one on your Google box. Uh, anyway, I want to thank you all for coming in. Well, you you folks from the Borg or whatever, you understand the reference. Yes. Uh, thank you all, Mike Van Solen, principal at Navigator, Adrian Batra, editor in chief of the Toronto Sun, Kim Wright at Hill and Knowlton, the VP, a staunch New Democrat and ardent feminist as well. Uh, and uh, I got to be everything. You're
2: today. All the you are. I you're a package. The yeah,
0: you're a multiple threat. There's no question about that. Uh, we'll let you go on that note, and uh, we'll talk next Monday.